0: The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 809. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 1 Peter with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 4 Living for God. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, Arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live for the rest of their earthly lives, for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry, they are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead, so they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. The end of all things is near, therefore be alert. And of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And so Peter has talked about various things so far, and he's getting into some practical advice for how we should live. And one of the things I thought was interesting about this section here is he's talking about suffering, because he's talked about what Jesus went through on our behalf. And so he's, therefore, and that therefore there is, therefore, you know, And he's talked about suffering for doing good Then, and what Christ has done. And therefore, because Christ has done this, therefore, since he suffered in his body, we also should be of the same attitude, the same attitude that says that what we go through is not as important as where we're going. Let me say that one more time. What we go through is not as important as where we're going. And so... He wants us to have this attitude of what we're about and that especially in this time where they were going through persecution in various forms at various times, that they're ready to do that because they understand that whose they are is important and that their destination is important and that they live themselves. He says, if you do that, then you don't live the rest of your earthly lives for evil human desires. And I thought it was interesting here. It says, you, and he's talking to the people of the church here, you used to do these things. You used to live in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. And I think about the church today that when we're looking for people to join our church, when we're looking for the people who we think can become Christians, it doesn't seem like we're looking among the people who are living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry, we sort of put those off to one side. Well, those are those people. And what Peter is saying is the people in the church, the people who have given themselves to God, who are now going through suffering f- for Jesus, who have sold out to Jesus, who are who are Christians, and not Christians, just a name only, that they're coming out of these paths, these paths that, they're doing the things that were done in those age, the things that were done in that age. And that's true of us also, that we're drawing people to the church who are coming out of what people do today. And some of these things are the same and some of these are different. I I don't know a lot of people who go to drunken orgies. Maybe I just didn't get those invites, but they're certainly carousing and, and idolatry. Remember at the time, it was a pagan culture. And so... Everybody had literally idols in their house and, you know, you had your house idols and there was all sorts of worship of false gods. Today, the worship of false gods that we do tends to be more abstract. Um, You might know people who, you know, literally are worshiping false gods, but more likely you know people who are putting other things in their life more important than God, whether that be money, power... You know, how many Instagram followers, whatever it is that's more important. Debauchery, lust, drunkenness, I mean, those, those things I think have a timeless nature to them. I think that that's something that that people are involved in today. But again, the people from the church are coming out of that culture. And Peter is saying that because you are now willing to suffer for God, because you now know, because now you're now headed in a different direction, and that what you go through is not as important as where you're going. You've come from these things and you moved away from them. And he says those people who you used to hang out with are surprised that you don't want to join them in their reckless wild living and they heap abuse on you. And some of you may have gone through that of why do you not want to hang out with us anymore? Are you holier than thou and such? But I don't want us to take the attitude that yes, I'm more special than you are because I'm coming out of the same place you did or that, you know, God loves me because I'm better than you are because that is not true. But rather, there are more important things rather than those things that I used to do are not as important to me anymore as the things that I'm doing now. And that more, I want to say, humble attitude uh, might be a better way to approach those people who are heaping abuse on you for not joining in in the wet, reckless wild living that, that you used to do. And he says, they'll be given over to re- he who is ready to judge the living and the dead. And for that reason, the gospel was preached to them so that they would hear the truth um, and that they would have no excuse in those day of judgment. What That's not really why we want to be preaching the gospel. We don't want to be preaching the gospel so that people who are sinners, like us, remember, people who are in that culture that we were in, remember, can be judged appropriately. We want to preach the gospel so that they can come out of that culture, as we come out of that culture. We want to preach the gospel because God's purpose for them is, is reconciliation. And he says, the end of all things is near. And of course, Peter's understanding of when Christ was going to come again, and our understanding of when Christ is going to come again, is certainly different. Peter and a lot of the early disciples, early apostles, assumed that Jesus might come in their lifetime. Peter's writing this letter a little later on, and I don't know what he's thinking at this point, But we certainly know from other writings that there was a sense of urgency, and a sense of urgency is great in the church, but there was an understanding that Christ was going to come again, and maybe they would see it. Obviously, that was a while ago, uh, so that did not happen because God's timing is not our timing. But he says, overall, because the end of all things is near, and of course the end of all things may be near for me and not near for you, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Uh, That was interesting. I thought be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Praying being an important thing for us to do. And that if we are not alert, what's the opposite of not alert? If we're ignorant of what's going on around us, if we're not taking things seriously, then that's going to get in the way of our prayers. And I think that Alert also means alert to things to pray for. Alert for people who are in need that we should pray for. Alert for situations that need prayer. And then I love this part. My favorite verse, probably my favorite verse in the whole book. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. And when he says it covers over a multitude of sins, I think there's a lot of things that we can do that miss the mark. There's a lot of things that we screw up. There's a lot of times that we mean to say the right thing and we don't. We mean to do the right thing and we don't. But he says if what you're about is loving one another, if your overall reason for being, your raison d'etre is to love each other, then you're going to do the right thing more often than not. You're You're going to be biased towards doing the right thing if what you're thinking about is how do I love this person. It's going to cover over a multitude of the things that we do wrong, the things that we screw up, the things that we say that we shouldn't have said, the things we should have said that we didn't say. If we're biased towards love, if we're thinking about love, and how can I love this person who is in front of me, who God has put in my life, if I focus on that, a lot of things are going to fall into place. It says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Now, that's funny to me because... The one gift I'd say, the one gift, that's that's not the right way to say this all, one gift that I got from my parents is they have a gift or had a gift when um, of hospitality that in my house, we've got Easter coming up as I'm recording this, and in, in my house when I grew up, I knew that the Easter table would have family for sure and friends from church, but it also have somebody... Who didn't have a place to go for Easter, you know, didn't have a wasn't able to make it home There was always a chair available for someone who was new in town I loved the fact that they practiced Hospitality. I don't know that they ever told me that hospitality was something we should do I can't remember them ever putting it into words that this is the way you should live Chris You should offer hospitality to people without grumbling they just did it, and they just did it consistently. And now when they are in their mid-90s and you know, are not, uh, are not having people over, not hosting dinner parties, not the ones who are having people over for, for Easter or Thanksgiving or whatever, people are caring for them. The people in their church, for instance, are reaching out and, and remembering them. But it has stuck with me we're having the you know 16 people for easter this year because it's important to me and i and i know i picked it up from them uh that it is important to offer hospitality that opening up of not just of our homes but opening up of what we have the i think the opposite of that is the the people who are so concerned about holding on holding on to what i have and it's a it's a loss to me hospitality is one of those gifts that gives two ways. The more I am hospitable, the more that I am hospitable, the more that I open up my life to others, I think the more I also get back in return. Each of you should use whatever gifts you've are given, you received to serve others as faithful servants of Christ, uh, God's grace in all its various forms. I like to think God's grace in all its various forms. It's almost like Peter said, I can't even tell you all of the different ways that God's grace will show up. I, I can't even enumerate them. There are so many ways that God's grace shows up. There are so many ways that God is working that I can't even tell you all its forms. But I can give you some examples. So if you speak, speak as if you're speaking the very words of God. If you serve, serve with the strength of God so that all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And and then we have this doxology here. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. As if this were the end of the letter. It is not. There is more coming next week, but we're going to wait and get there next week. We're going to continue on with chapter 4. Um, in the next episode. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening.